In this episode, we talk about a really important day that we missed, other podcast apps, and a listener comment that led us to a discussion about the excuses we make for ourselves. Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast, episode number 325, the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Caskey. We are your host today, and for every episode, all 325 episodes of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we are glad you're with us. Uh, You've heard this before from us. New listeners come on board every day, so we must make mention in every episode. If you have not done so, you go to the Advanced Selling Podcast website and the product section there and go take a look at this product called All In that we did, a comprehensive training solution for salespeople. Audio program, Bill and I go really deep on some uh, really, really important subjects there. And uh, I think from an ROI standpoint, a phenomenal investment for you as a sales professional. So go check that out if you would be so kind. You know, Brian, we missed a big day a couple of weeks ago. We did, I know we're didn't into we? into the middle of October, it. but I, I didn't realize, and I celebrated like like I've never celebrated. It was your birthday, before. right? No, it wasn't your birthday. No, it was National Podcast Day. It was National Podcast, and we did day. not record on that oh. day, nor did we give mention of it. Well, we took the day off. That's what podcasters, <laughs> That's what podcasters do, do, right? Yeah. And Went I'm convinced and had celebrations, that had a big party. I'm convinced that the the way that National Podcast Day made it onto the scene is there are actually more people now with a podcast than without a podcast. Yes, agree. So I think there's uh, a half. 151 million podcasts. And I wonder, did anyone have an advanced selling podcast listening party on <laughs> National Podcast Day? I'm oh, yeah. sure oh, someone I'm sure. did. I'm sure someone did. If you had an advanced selling podcast listening party on Podcast Day, National Podcast Day, would you let us know that? Please? Probably from our friends in Austria. Yeah, from your, your, <laughs> that's your a call, no, no. we're out of order now. Yeah. I mean, people aren't going to know what that that's is. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, they will. Funny. Hey, uh, also, I have had trouble with iOS 9. And uh, have you had trouble on the podcast app or can you still get well, the podcast? There, there's uh, something about the way I do things that sometimes benefits me. And that is I'm on like iOS 2. Oh, you <laughs> I, are. I'm not oh, an okay. updater. I'm, I'm really slow in that. I have not grabbed nine and everybody tells me it's not good. I've had no trouble with it except for the podcast okay. app does not show up. So uh, if you are having trouble with that, I'm using one called Castro and there's lots of them, okay. Stitcher and there's tons of free apps, but Castro is really nice because it saves when you're listening to a podcast, it will tell you when you yeah. open the app where you are on it and which podcast you're listening That's to. The nice. I, iOS app doesn't do that. But anyway, getting real geeky here on you. But if you are having trouble or if you just want to try a new app, we love the Apple app, but try Castro, C-A-S-T-R-O. Uh, I think it's Castro.com, but that's in your app store. Can people still get the Advanced Selling Podcast app? You can still get the Advanced Selling Podcast app. That's yeah, but that's just too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just ours. You're suggesting well, that people what else? Do exactly, right? I mean, so come on. No, no. Well, well, you know, I'd rather them listen to ours than the others first. We have a lot of new listeners, and Lots. they may not know that there is an Advanced Selling Podcast app. So uh, go, to, good, go to the app store, Advanced Selling Podcast, Easy to you consume get notified. It. Yeah, it's really get notified fun. when there was a new one. Hey, Advanced Selling Podcast listeners, I know you're super, super busy, and uh, part of what we do as salespeople is we've got to run to the post office and put things in the mail and ship stuff, and, and you know getting your mailing shipping done can seem like an absolute no-win situation. Going to the post office takes up really valuable time that you just don't have. Leasing a postage meter, expensive, multi-year commitments, hidden fees, all that jazz. Well, luckily, we know there's a better way, stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your desk using your own computer and printer. You can even get special 
postage discounts you cannot find at the post office. Plus, Stamps.com, much more powerful than a postage meter, and believe me, I hate those postage meters, at just a fraction of the cost. You can save at least 50% compared to a postage meter, and of course, as you said, Brian, avoid those time-consuming trips to the post office. Driving up to the studio today, I was talking to a client on the phone. I said, where are you? Guess where they said they were going. Not, not the post office. <laughs> they said they were going to the oh. post office. I said, no, don't Why? do that anymore. You're a salesperson. You can stay at home. Stamps.com. Look, right now, uh, for that person, for sure, and for for all the rest of our listeners, we've got a great deal. Uh, go to stamps.com. Use our promo code. If you want to support us, this is what you do. You do our promo code at stamps.com, advanced selling for the special offer, four-week trial, $110 bonus offer. You get uh, lots of extra postage as part of that and a free included digital scale. So before you do anything else, pause this podcast, go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in, you guessed it, advanced selling. That's stamps.com, enter advanced selling. Okay, Mailbag Monday. Still, I'm working on the jingle. I'm working on it. I've got a couple of recordings. I don't. I don't want to play a sample yet because I've got. I've got one that just doesn't. It's just okay. The other one is. Um, it's too uh, dreary. I wrote it on kind of a cloudy day. Did you? That's how I. Yeah. I still want you to play the one, the official one you did. I can do that. Thing. Yeah, I can redo that one. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that was funny. Like if, if I may. So. Oh, that was. No, that was really good. That was, funny. That was really good. Okay. So if it's up to that standard, you're going to be fine. I'll get there. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I need to produce it though a little bit, right? I need to get oh, some, yeah. some couple tracks in there, a little harmony. We've got a whole production so. staff. We do, don't we? Yeah, okay, okay, for a good sake. Okay, here we go. Topic, Mailbag okay. Monday. Yeah, we had an email, as we say, that if you want to uh, send in a question, one way to do it is send it to listener at Advanced Selling Podcast, a written question. But we prefer if you would be kind enough to record a voice memo on your iPhone or just some kind of a microphone recorded message, and we will play it on the air, as we will do today with a gentleman by the name of Paul who has uh, probably less of a question and more of a lesson from an earlier episode. Yeah, and I think we're going to take Paul's observations from an episode that he listened to, and then we're going to comment on them and go a little deeper with them. Shall we? Hey, Bill. Hey, Brian. Man, I love the podcast. Uh, You guys are all about sales process, and so am I. So this episode that I just heard just now about implementation, I know I'm a couple of episodes behind, really meant a lot to me. I just was thinking about this. Um, I sell robots and robotic systems, and I have for most of my working life. So that subject of implementation is a bone of uh, interest. I was going to say contention almost all the time. When you sell engineered equipment, Uh, By definition, the engineers or designers are doing something new every time, and implementation can be a challenge, just like you you fellows said. Um, There are a couple of things that I thought could be in there as suggestions in that whole process. One is uh, the person who wrote you or or, uh, spoke to you about implementation talked about getting sucked back in. Uh, The fact of the matter is sometimes if you get sucked in, you get sucked in because it's your own fault. And a lot of times there are two areas where we can fix that. One is clear expectations in our company and with the customer. A lot of times there are things that the customer expects that we've got to communicate because it's possible for the company to do it or to add that kind of uh, emphasis to what we do. And the other is basically when we need to be the glue, we're the glue. Um, It's unfortunate that we get pulled out of the field, uh, but sometimes we need to be in there. We need to understand it. And we're the part of the process. While While we're in the process helping fix the process, we can look at ways to change the process. Anyway, hopefully that helps. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. God, I feel like I want to drink a Molson now. 
Isn't that Canadian beer? Yeah. Molson? Oh, he's definitely. Good stuff. I, yeah, definitely Molson. Canadian. And have some fries with uh, gravy on them. Isn't that what they do in Canada? What you Fries d- with gravy. What you didn't know about that <laughs> cut, Brian, is it no. was uh, almost six minutes long. So you we, betcha. We... <laughs> See what I did there? We cut it. I saw that. Six minutes, eh? Yeah. I'm in my Canadian person now. He See was that? verbal. Paul it was great. Good. He's Paul, been a great listener phenomenal. for the, almost the word go and yes. beginning. So thank uh, you, we, Paul. Uh, we're coming up on a big anniversary. We'll talk about that oh, more yeah. down the road at the end of the year. But Paul's been around almost from the very beginning, if not from the beginning. So, Paul, we're really uh, grateful to have you and glad that you sent a question in. So what's interesting about this and this kind of – we're going to – since we did the topic before, it's a great observation. Of sometimes we get in our own way. I'm paraphrasing what Paul said, right? And uh, when Bill and I, when we're in a training situation, a class, and we're starting something new, and when we ask the question, so what gets in the way of your selling more? Mm-hmm. What gets it? What what's the struggle? Let's make a big list of all the things that are in your way. I what, could sell more if if, if only did, something. If only, this, if only yeah. something would happen. So Bill and you and I, we've done, done both done this a really long time. What are the type of answers that we always get? Well, there's two types. There's the the external type where I have a problem external to myself and yep. the internal type, which is where I realize I have a problem personally or I'm not as skilled. You rarely get any of the second. And you, I, you typically get the externalization. Yeah. And I mean, rarely, like rarely. Yeah. I'm talking about if I did this drill a hundred times at, for 10 people each, that's a thousand people, right? hundred times, to, right? Mm-hmm. thousand people, two of them would say something about their own yeah. stuff, something they're doing to get in their own way of sales. And as uh, Paul said in his um, in his note to us, that sometimes we're there by our own doing, right? We get in trouble because of ourselves, not because of the external factors going on. So we wanted to address this a little bit and give you some some ideas on how to how to break through that because we can all wait for the world to change if we want, or we can go try to change it ourselves. And this is about you getting in the mental framework to help you change your own outcomes and uh, scenarios. So. Yeah. And it's, it, it is really easy to slip into externalization yes. and, and it's not so much blame. It's just that when we externalize the problem and say, well, marketing is not giving us enough leads. We really take away our ability and power to do anything about it, to influence it, to fix it. We're always waiting for marketing. And, yep. uh, Tim Ferriss had a guy named Josh Willink on the other day. And Josh is one of the most decorated Navy SEALs. And he was talking about, he was, Tim was asking him, what, what does it mean to be a Navy SEAL? And he said, it means you never blame anybody. You take personal responsibility Ooh. for everything. Isn't that phenomenal? And he said, uh, he said he used to be in meetings where people, you know, the Army people and his peers would be there in different divisions. And the commander would be saying, what do you need? Brian, what do you need? Well, I need shoes because it's getting wet out. Well, I need uh, better Wi-Fi at the base. And Josh said, whenever they came to me, I'd say, we're good, sir. Gosh. He would never. Great? But he said when he needed something, he would go in. And the person, his commander, knew that he took such personal responsibility that when he came to him, it was a done deal. Love he got it. what he needed. Love it. And I love that. We're good, sir. You imagine everybody that? else. Is- imagine at the salesman. You say, okay, we're going to go around the horn. Who needs something right now? Who's frustrated? <laughs> we're good, sir. We're good, sir. We're good, sir. Wow. That'd be a fun yeah. sales meeting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Interesting. But it doesn't always happen that way. So uh, no. what we want to do is talk a little bit about um, some of those things that we we find uh, come up yes. and then we'll give you some ideas on how to maybe get out of that blame that's, game. That's beautiful. Well, you already said one. You kind of said one there. Did you the catch marketing yourself saying thing? Yeah, you want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, think, time. I think, you know, a lot of companies that I work with, and I, you're probably the same way, is we don't, yep. they don't have large marketing departments where they're constantly pumping leads into the salesperson's yep. inbox. I was talking to a, a prospect the other day and he said, you know, we're getting about five to 700 leads a month. And we're just not closing enough of them. We're like five to seven hundred a month. I want to. I want to come out and pay you to tell me how to get that many leads. Yeah. 
And so, but that's rare. Yes. That's rare. That's an internet company and it's, it's very rare. But so a lot of times what happens is a sales professional, uh, you know, and we, we expect marketing to do its job, but that's not their role to generate leads. And so we wait Yep. and we don't take the power ourselves. Nope. Nope. We don't. And uh, the way to look at the, all these things, what we're trying to do is, is have you turn the mirror back to yourself. And so first of all, if you're catching yourself saying, Oh, our marketing department sucks. We never get any leads. We're encouraging you to stop saying that and thinking that because that to me just that perpetuates an issue. It brings your energy down. All the thinking column elements we talk about, abundance and detachment, all are influenced by that. And so we're, we're trying to coach you here to get really away from the fact that marketing doesn't provide you leads. Now, the fact may still be, like you said, Bill, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't. And so they don't. And so you're chosen to sell at a place that doesn't provide you leads via marketing. Okay, so now what do you? So now what? Take matters in your own hands, and then you've got to shift that then to say, how can I impact this? How can I influence this situation? And how do I create my own leads? Yeah, right. And so you start listening to the Advanced Selling Podcast, and you talk about networking, right? Step A, one. Step one. Step three. B two, and then three C, and then so forth. Another so and then and then step V I I. That's a Roman numeral one. Did you get that? V I I. Um, I pick up pretty much everything you say. You don't have to tell. say, did I get I can that? Tell. Uh, can I say one? No. But okay. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> no, that's right. Go ahead. elaborate and enrich and one-up you. Have your, fi- you. Have your thinking face on. You're looking I, into I the sky. I have my hand out Go. just in case. Uh, I was at a situ- in a situation the other day. Uh, one of my clients, a lady who's in California, was not getting enough Dodge Report leads. You know what the Dodge Report is? Dodge yes. Report is somewhere you go and you find out what the construction, new construction oh, right. coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a guy at their home office who was supposedly looking at these Dodge Reports and sending them out to the salespeople saying, yeah. hey, uh, Target's going to build a new building. Let's go out and see if we can help them. Yep. Well, she wasn't getting any. And uh, the challenge, and she, so she was very frustrated. You know, Tim's not giving me any leads. And I said, why don't you call Tim and say, look, I'm a little frustrated. Let's talk about your process. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. Let's have dialogue about yeah. this. She did. And you know what they found? They found that the key words that he was using to pull up Dodge reports were wrong for the West Coast. Whoopsie-daisy. So, so it was no one's fault. It's right. just that they hadn't had a conversation. Isn't so funny? sometimes you just have to pick up the phone, call marketing, call this person and say, look, let me tell you where I am. Where are you? Let's yeah. work through it. And sometimes there's there's solutions there. But if we just piss and moan and, and wait, it ain't going to happen. And you think about that. And, and, and the phrasing of that is so important, too. And you have to mean this. You say, hey, to the marketing group, hey, I wanted to ask your help with something. And if you can't do it, because I know you got a lot of priorities and things, no problem That's at all. Right. And mean that. And if you phrase it up like, can you, because how do we go there as salespeople, right? So are we ever going to get any leads? What are you yeah. guys doing with the, uh, yeah, the These search options? aren't very yeah, good. No, gosh. No, and, yeah. I don't know where you're getting them. I mean, I know, you know, it's great that we're getting leads. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, these leads suck. <laughs> it's It's like, you know. So, and everyone's Good. listening is going, uh, whoops, I'm guilty. I just came out of that meeting, didn't mm-hmm. I? Okay, here's one that I know you hear. I hear all the time. I just heard it yesterday in a client launch in a one-to-one, and that is the um, amount of time and energy I have to spend documenting what I do in CRM. Mm-hmm. Salesforce.com, CRM, Sugar, Goldmine, whichever brand you use. I hear a lot if I say, well, what's in your way of sales? Well, if we didn't have to put so much crap, if Salesforce.com was a little easier to use, we'd do... And it and there, there there couldn't be to me anything more uh, wrong about that kind of attitude towards us. And so when you look externally, and people do this, they justify in their mind. Person yesterday, real uh, successful salesperson, and now all of a sudden she's required to put things in a CRM. Yeah. She says, 
doesn't work for me. I'm not that kind of salesperson. Doesn't fit with me, my personality, my process. And it was the first day I met her, so I didn't push too hard. Um, leaving though, I'm thinking she does all of this. All salespeople do. You're gonna what? hit her. You're gonna hit her next. I, week she, when you meet her. No, no, no. I know no, you're a little better all. now. Not so. at all. No, no, we're, we're fine. She said, like, "Can I just offer you some advice?" Yeah. I'm like, you freaking it. No, I'm not gonna say that. Um, it, everyone does everything that a CRM does. Everyone does it. So you take notes on deals, yeah. right? Uh, you know and follow up. You put it in your calendar, your diary, your, your whatever. Um, you know uh, how much deals are worth, usually. You know sort of what's pending and that sort of. Everybody has all the information. The reason you need to put it somewhere in a CRM type of tool is because it creates efficiency for you and efficiency for your company. Yeah. So then you can look and be better and more efficient at knowing when to follow up, how to follow up, all those sorts of things. And you also have to look at a company and say, if you left, where's all the documentation for yeah. things? It's just a yeah. courtesy thing. That's if right. you own a company, I'd hope you'd want people to That's do that right. for you. So again, I know there are lots of people listening that are super resistant to what I'm saying, and I'm encouraging you to look at the CRM that you use as a tool you can't live without and change your attitude about it. Then it's not in your way. Then it's something you can't, you, you have to use. Yeah, it should be a territory management tool as well for yeah, you. Sure. So it, it should be. Now, I do agree, though, with her a little bit in that it can be cumbersome. And a lot of times companies are asking for things that are sort of irrelevant. I've got a client who some of the guys spent a couple hours at night kind of in their hotel room on the road recapping. Yeah, yeah. That seems excessive to me. I think right. you burn yourself out if you're going to spend eight hours working, two hours putting in yes. a CRM. But but sometimes, and we started talking about some easy, some hacks. How can you hack that? Can you take a picture yeah. of your note yeah. and send it to somebody and have them transcribe it? Can you yes. get somebody on Fiverr to help you do that? So, yep. uh, because your time is valuable. And some, when you're at the end of a long day, you don't want to be in front of the computer. You want to be out drinking. Yeah, exactly like all good salespeople yeah. do, right? 4.30, if, if you're not 4G and T's deep, then something's wrong. <laughs> well, you right? got to be at the donut shop at 7. <laughs> exactly. Oh. To get the donuts get to drop off with a completely red face because you're so hungover for the next day. <laughs> you got, you're totally funny because so it's true. true. It's funny because so it's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you, is it my turn or yours? No, it's my turn. That's good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think one thing that we have talked about a lot is this idea of messaging and yeah. how do we craft yeah. our message in a way that uh, allows someone, not causes someone or forces, but allows someone to, to buy it, to, to be interested in it, to be compelled by it. And this is all you. There's no, yeah. you know, if you say, look, our marketing department hasn't provided me with the right positioning yeah. or the right statement or, or what I, you hear a lot of this value proposition, which I, I I'm not a big fan of the value proposition the way it's typically done. I right. understand what it is. I'm more interested in what is your story? You know, we talked about mm -hmm. that on, on a previous podcast, <clears throat> didn't we? We did. Okay. Lots. And we also talked about, talk a lot about messaging. How do you craft a message so that you can deliver it to a prospect and have them say, well, that's really interesting. I'd like to hear more about that. If they're not responding that way, don't blame anybody but yourself. Right. And you might go back to the marketing department and say, look, here's what I'm thinking, or back to your owner or someone else in the sales department that's really successful or really good at that part of yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. But uh, you, message is up to you. It's just no one's going to write that because no one has lived your life. And when you start to integrate your story in with a company message, that's when you have something special. Yes. And this means, salespeople, what Bill is talking about, the things you ask marketing for, i.e. PowerPoints or brochures or white papers and things like that, you must take those into your own hands when you're telling your own story. Yeah. Firmly believe yeah, that that's good. I agree. Um, here's one that I've been hearing more than later. I don't know why is that, um, we're in too many meetings. 
I'm called into too many meetings. I got to go to the ops meeting. I got to go to the fulfillment meeting. I got to go to this meeting and that meeting. I'm just in too many meetings. If they would just let me sell and quit having me come to all these meetings, I would, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And so here's what's intriguing to me about that. Uh, the first is I'd ask myself the question, um, why are these meetings cumbersome to you? Why are they a detriment to you? Why are they holding you back? Is there nothing that you can gain both either knowledge wise or skill wise or get information that's going to help you move a deal along? Most people don't show up to the meeting with that attitude. They show up to the meeting like, oh, I got to go to this meeting. Instead, show up to the meeting like, okay, I'm going to this meeting and I got to find something that's going to help me move these deals through. Second option there would be is go talk to someone who's having the meeting and decline to go. And just don't go to say, yeah. well, it'd be okay if I opted out of this or could I mail in my results or mail in my things or whatever. Um, the two things to watch here, number one is I, there's a in the peer group that I'm in, we have this phrase that goes, uh, a leader's job is to create connectedness. A leader's job is to create connectedness. One of the ways you create connectedness in a company is, that, is to get together yeah. face-to-face and talk. Yeah. So you must play that game, I think, if you're going to be a valuable salesperson. The way to do it is to show up as a learner. Uh, the second caveat here is people say, just let me go sell. So I say, okay, if you opt out of all these meetings, so let's look at your forecast and your quota and everything is going to, so I'll let you opt out of these meetings. If we bump your quota, 250 grand, because what you're telling me is under you'll current conditions, yeah. you can't sell as much, but if I free up time, you'll sell more. Is that what you're telling me? Because that is what you're telling me. Okay, perfect. Yeah. You don't come to the meetings. I'm going to bump the quota up 250 grand deal, mm-hmm. deal. And so pe- people, what they want is they want out of the meetings and they don't want to make any more yeah. for it, right? They don't yeah. want to produce any more for that extra time. That's the that's the watch out there. Back in September, we interviewed Greg McEwen. Uh, I did. never quite know how to pronounce his I name. I think it's McEwen. McEwen. Uh, he is a uh, British guy yes. uh, who talked about essentialism. And he, yeah. he dealt, dealt with this idea of meetings and, yeah. uh, and what are the core essentials that you need. And I think there are always ways, and I, I agree with this idea of there are too many meetings. There's no question about it. I would agree. <clears throat> so you have to kind of find your way in between not going to any of them and yeah. still getting access to the information that's covered at the meeting and that whole connectedness thing. Yes. Uh, I've got a client who used to, all their salespeople used to be on this uh, production call every Monday at 10. Yep. And we finally came to a conclusion, you know what, let's do it one month. A salesperson attends all four and he or she emails out the results to everybody Beautiful. else. And so it's just a little hack. Is it the same as being there? Probably not. But, but I do think there's a way to hack into that system so that you're not feeling like you have to go to every meeting because yeah, really there's ours too many. That's really good. Yeah. That's all I have. I, I had a couple that I had another one that you actually covered. So, uh, but I think that's a, that's a question you can ask yourself, you know, kind of yep. circling back to what you said at the very beginning, Brian, that is I could sell more if only I could yes. blank. Yes. Not I could sell more if only he or she could blank. Or they. Yep. I, yeah, or they. It's, I could sell more if only I could. And that forces you inside yourself. That's exactly the biggest lesson from this episode is to do that, is to ask yourself, what, how am I in my own way in this? Yeah. And your total, everything about your demeanor will change in that deal. Yeah. Well, that does it for today's episode. If you haven't downloaded a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame audio program, do so right now. Go to ultimatepregame.com to find it. Check out the products page while you're there. Also, we want to hear from you. Send us your feedback or question. Remember I said uh, earlier, if you have a question to use on Mailbag Monday, either send it in as a text on to listeneradvancedsellingpodcast.com or as an audio file from your iPhone or your Android. Just send in the uh, audio file to the same address, listeneradvancedsellingpodcast.com, and you will be famous very quickly. Just Take, like we are. That's right. Take a couple uh, minutes to leave a review on iTunes as well. And Brian, I'll see you next time for the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. See you then. Bye.